This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Welcome everyone to the True To You podcast. This week I have a bonus episode for you all. This is really exciting because I have two of my favorite women on the podcast to share about a subject that is really close to our hearts. It's personal branding and how that can contribute to the success of your career. So I have here Harriet Hughes. She is the creator of Newcastle Mamas, but she is also an incredible HR specialist. And Jade from Puro People, who is running a boutique uh, recruitment agency here in Newcastle. Both these women I met earlier this year, and we just had to collaborate and partner on something. So we have an amazing workshop coming up called The Business of You, which is all about the topic of personal branding. So I really wanted to get these women on today because even if you aren't located in Newcastle, they have so much to offer in this space and they really want to support you to win. So I am going to get these ladies to introduce themselves. So first up, Harriet. Hey. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do and your work and things like that. Yeah, so um, thanks for the glowing intro, Ruby. Appreciate it. Uh, I, as you mentioned, am a HR uh, specialist, completed my master's uh, last year while on maternity leave. And um, that's been a long time coming in terms of my interest in employment and particularly women um, being empowered in finding their voice in, uh, in a workplace context. So uh, my day job, I, I work in educational leadership at a private school. So um, yeah, manage um, a team there. I'm, I'm currently uh, on leave from that at the moment, still um, enjoying uh, my time with my toddler. Uh, most of the week that keeps me busy. Um, but uh, heading back there next year in a full-time capacity to do much of the same. So uh, yeah, so a little bit more about me. Um, hey, what else? Uh, yeah, HR nerd. Um, my spare time, um, I'm, you know, aside from the normal things like catching up on the Bachelor final and uh, yeah, you know, watching trash on TV and Netflix. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in what's happening in work and the future of work. So uh, yeah, that keeps my my um, mind ticking over what that looks like here in Newcastle, but particularly in Australia as well. Yeah, beautiful. Yes, and I can attest to Harriet's passion around the subject. Just give her a mic, and she'll talk your ear off for for hours on this. So. Um, <laughs> It's a privilege to have you, Harriet, because I think we, we need more women that are passionate in this space. So mm, thank you. Thank you. And Jade. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little bit about me. Um, I have been working in the HR recruitment space in Newcastle for a little over 10 years now. So um, kind of fell into the industry really early on in my career, but quickly found that this... Um, uh, recruitment in particular allowed me to really harness and um, 
capitalize on some of the things that I really love, which is people, um, but also understanding how those people can influence um, internal culture in organizations and also really making sure that um, when we give so much of our time to go to work that individuals are finding jobs that they're really passionate about um, you know that they're excited and happy to go to work each day um, and I think that when um, I'm in a position where I can help people find that work you know that right next step or help organizations find the right people to join their teams it allows for really lovely synergy between those two parties and um, means that those, I think long-term, those individuals are more uh, better off for it. So um, I've been really lucky to have been given the opportunity now to be responsible for running a local recruitment company. We're quite boutique in, um, in our size, um, but very particular in the way that we partner with our clients. Um, and that partnership, I think, is probably the most important differentiation between us and other local recruitment companies. Um, and uh, being able to utilise some of the experience that I've been able to gain through other HR roles and organisational development and leadership and um, those capabilities, being able to kind of draw on my experience to make sure that the way that I interact with and work with clients currently um, is a benefit to them and it's helping them in business but also helping candidates uh, in a really positive way as well. So outside of work, um, I Nova Castrian born and bred but I've, I've lived away from Newcastle over the years. Um, I absolutely love it here though. I'm very passionate about our kind of uh, the growth in our region, um, some of the really exciting things that have been happening over the last couple of years in terms of how we have seen the shape and the um, structure of our city kind of transition. Um, and I'm really excited about what that looks like moving forward. And I think as uh, you know, a local business owner now, um, even more so really invested in understanding how that will look moving forward so I can be sure that we're taking some of these trends and being mindful of them and thinking about how they're going to relate back to kind of people in business as well. Amazing. And just hearing both of your stories, I, I hope that, um, you know, if you get a chance to connect with both of these women, if you are Newcastle based, they are the ones to have on your team, as you can hear, because uh, they really invest in you and want to see you shine and want to see you do the work that you really want to be doing. And I think we need more people like that in our lives. So thank you, ladies, for doing what you do. And I'm so excited because this topic of personal branding is something that has probably been on my mind for a very long time, but it wasn't until we got the opportunity to collaborate with the Career Salon this year that we actually saw a real need in the market to support women in this space and being able to sit with them. And we hosted Harriet and I, who initially started the career salon with me. We hosted a couple of gatherings earlier this year where we got to sit at a round table uh, environment, but it was very much uh, 
allowing women the space to connect with each other, the space to connect on topics that were, shall we say, hot on their hearts. And that was a real privilege for us. I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that, Harriet, in terms of kickstarting the career salon this year. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, Ruby and I really found that there were conversations that women were having and certainly we were having as well, but it was really magnified at that, at that career salon that these workplace questions and career questions really weren't being addressed. And if they were, they perhaps were quite outdated or, or didn't fit our context. Lots of great resources that come from the States, but it's just a different game um, in terms of uh, careers and, and legislation around workplace decisions. Uh, so we uh, became really uh, excited at the prospect of answering some of these questions of being part of a new conversation, which empowers women and provides tangible answers and strategy moving forward. So it was a really exciting experience getting it started and, um, and seeing it progress. Yeah, yeah. And be able to support this local economy as, as, as Jade, but also realizing that you don't need to be, there's a lot offered uh, in the bigger cities and we saw an, a real need for this, but also that um, making it accessible and easy for women mm. and like you said, opening up that dialogue because these can be very personal conversations, but when your work makes up 40 plus hours of your week and is a big thing that you identify with and the opportunities that we have these days, we want to make sure that they're getting the best out of that. So mm. What came out of our last conversation with these women was a lot around personal branding and the confidence to be able to articulate yourself and your skills and who you are and the sorts of things that you stand behind, what you value, your experience, a number of different things. I would love to know from both of you ladies how personal branding came into to your life where you've used it and specifically a, there might be a recent experience where you've really needed to step into your own power and stand behind your unique value. A, a, a word that Jade loves to use is your unique value proposition. Mm -hmm. So that's a word that we will be using today. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a little story. How have you, uh, Use your personal brand, capitalized it. How have you got it to work in your favor most recently? Yeah, sure. So for me, really, I would have, um, wouldn't have labeled it my personal brand up until recently. I would have really just articulated it as, it as knowing my worth. And I knowing my worth has been um, a process throughout my life um, as, as a woman, but my work life, that's taken a really different trajectory as well and uh, actually realizing that what uh, or who I am outside of the workplace that um, that is still very valuable in the workplace setting as well um, often um, you look at those around you and you, you probably consider um, you know the workplace kind of skill set to be okay yeah what's in my job description those are the things that I should be good at but actually um, you know over time I realized actually I bring a whole lot more uh, to this role and to the culture of, of where I work, at, even at different workplaces. So knowing my worth and my personal brand has really assisted me in um, making um, good decisions around my work 
future and has given me confidence in uh, being able to stand up for myself and also to be able to take some control uh, in terms of my interests and, and where I see myself and not, not just uh, for my own good, but also for the good of the organisations that I work in. I can um, consider who I am, what I offer, and then uh, consider perhaps opportunities that they are presenting that may be in or outside of my role that I can align myself to. Recently, coming back from maternity leave and um, you know being in a position where my employer was willing to negotiate a little around what my role could be, uh, I was really um, confident in going forward and, and saying, look, this is what I offer. This is where I see some potential weaknesses or gaps uh, in the organisation. I'd love to step into this. What do you think? So having a clear uh, sense of who I am and what I offer has been able to assist me in, um, in having those conversations, which, you know, perhaps 10 years ago would have been incredibly difficult for me. So uh, it's, a, it's a new um, new approach and um, I actually enjoy workplace conversations. It's a thrill. <laughs> so uh, it's, been, it's been a great, a great yeah. Yeah, I love that. And uh, so amazing that, you've continued to develop it and really stand behind it and tested it now recently and it's yeah. actually paid off for you and I think sure. what I really got from your conversation or from what you were sharing there was that looking at at not what you can offer but this being yeah. a mutually uh, beneficial opportunity Absolutely. yeah mm. yeah cool okay Jade, personal branding. <laughs> I think um, for me, uh, similar similar to Harriet, um, I probably didn't necessarily think of this as personal branding until, you know, the last year or so. But um, for me, it was about, yeah, understanding my worth. And collectively, I think um, throughout my career, I've always been, um, you know, what I would call a positive organisational citizen. So I <laughs> come into an organisation, get a feel for, you know, their values, the things that mm. I and then make sure that I was, you know, replicating that in the experiences that people would have with me, that, um, you know, that I would best represent that company in the most professional and personable um, mm. way. So when I was given the opportunity to potentially become, you know, the face of a local recruitment company that was like absolutely terrifying for me <laughs> um, and was not something that I had actively sought. It was just through, I guess, hard work and knowing my worth and being able to provide value um, in my roles previously that, um, you know, the right decision makers saw that I had the skills to be able to do um, what was required for, you know, running Puro people. Um, so I did a little bit of a, um, like a six month kind of coaching session. Um, and through that, this kind of continuation of personal brand and understanding personal brand kept coming through. And mm. um, I was very reluctant. I wanted uh, the, the brand of, you know, my business to represent itself, um, but quickly started to learn that I also needed to be a reflection of, um, you know, of that brand and that for people to want to buy from me or, you know, buy the services that I provide, there needs to be some kind of personal connection back to that. So um, I think 
you know, the last 12 months in particular have been really pivotal for me in being able to create some clarity around what my personal brand is and not just, you know, throw some kind of soft skills out there and, but it's more around the continuity of experience. Mm -hmm. So no matter if it's a candidate or a client, the value that they get, the experience that they get, um, is the same and so I started to draw on other people's advice and and feedback on the you know the words that they would use to describe my experience because I wasn't necessarily confident enough at that stage to start to put my own labels on it um but one thing that was kind of the continuity between the feedback coming through was like warm authentic um and so that was quite touching for people to be able to describe me that way or the experience that they have with me that way. So now what I try to do is that in every interaction that someone has with anyone from our business, um, whether it's me or other staff now that we've grown and we've got more people in our team, it's that, you know, warm and authentic interaction is really important to our Mm. business brand, but mostly because that started from me as a personal brand. Yeah, and I love that because what you touched on there is that standing behind your your brand, being able to do the work to get clear on it, but then what opportunities that presents when you're in connection with people to be able to live out that brand and your type of work is very much about the experience of the person in front of you, how they interact with you. And I think that's, uh, that's so important because when we work for a company, we often don't think that our individual brand matters or where, whether we own the company, when we're standing behind a brand, we actually have to realize that we're ambassadors for that brand. Mm. So if we are really clear on, and also I would say, so when we're ambassadors for our brand, it's knowing, you know, am I a good fit for this, for this brand as well in this company? And it helps, very much helps you to be able to discern, is this the type of work that I want to be doing? And I think that's something that comes through with the women that I work with certainly is that once they start to get this clarity, it actually helps them with their career decisions so much more mm. because they're not just throwing out ideas and oh, it might be nice to work with this company, but actually if I look at myself and who I am and what would contribute to my well-being and also um, allow me to elevate myself as a person, it's finding mm. the companies that align with that. And it sounds mm. like you do a lot of that work yourself, Jade, when you're working with individuals. Yeah, I think it was funny you said before, you know, using the word unique value proposition. That's, you know, it's a sentence that I say to almost everybody I meet, you know, what is your unique value proposition? How are you articulating that in the resources and the tools, you know, that you're putting out into the market? Um, And I think it is, it's important to understand that every individual has that unique value, um, but not everyone is aware that, there can be alignment between your unique value and also the place that you work if you're an employee. Um, And I think that for longevity, for career sustainability, there has to be alignment there. Um, And yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I really love about the work that I get to do every day. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much more meaningful, isn't it? It's not, it's not simply about ticking a box and placing candidates, but actually thinking about, uh, is this going to be best for both, both parties? Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. It makes me love you even more, Jade. (laughs) (laughs) So you both shared a little bit about taking note of this and, that that's come about quite recently. And I think this is always a really interesting conversation. Um, perhaps it's a little bit of time and age and getting to this point where we, we're starting to make some serious uh, shifts and changes and perhaps looking down the line at promotions or starting our own business or pivoting. Uh, certainly I know when I was straight out of high school, it was very much the one-page resume and <laughs> we, you know, and stuff starts to look very similar after a while, especially if you've been in recruitment roles. Um, I, I have to at a store level with Lululemon and uh, certainly it's finding that balance between what this, what you're reading on the piece of paper, but then how that person presents in person. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, there's a lot to be said for the person that takes those extra steps mm. to make that unique and different, but also really embody who they are. Yeah. I don't know if either of you want to speak to that, especially as we know the workplace, the the uh, the market can be quite a competitive uh, place at the moment. Um, it certainly doesn't feel like there's necessarily an abundance of jobs they are out there and especially in the Newcastle market we're growing but it still means that that you want to put your best foot forward and you want to stand out and give yourself the best chance do either of you want to comment on that in terms of how to make yourself stand out in a competitive market and creative ways that that you've perhaps done that I think looking at your uh, looking at your resume a little bit differently. I know that Jade will be able to speak to this much more, but uh, acknowledging your soft skills is incredibly important, and, and placing value on those. Uh, considering uh, again the needs of um, you know the culture of the organisation that you're looking at, uh, it's you know yes, uh, capability is very significant, but your capacity and your character are really important. So having the language around uh, around that, you know, not just for the resume, but for every interaction that you have with that organisation uh, is a great way of, of standing out and uh, ensuring that you are giving that organisation your whole, an idea of your whole self uh, rather than just, um, you know, demonstrating that you've clearly read you know, the job description and you've read the criteria and met those tick the boxes. So uh, uh, I, I generally I think we hold back when we, when we have those conversations and um, it is putting yourself out there, but um, being uh, a little bit more open about just um, who you are can be incredibly helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that uh, the thought process behind what a resume is hasn't really changed over the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. For most people, it's this kind of reverse chronological order of what you've done and it lists 
in a repetitive way the duties and responsibilities that you've had. Um, and, you know, there was a time where that served a purpose, but now where it is a competitive market, there isn't a shortage of talent. Well, you know, some industries, we still have a shortage of talent, but mm. for many, there isn't a shortage of talent. It's about just about organisation's ability to be able to find the right fit. Um, and so I think that, I always say to candidates, your resume is your marketing tool. If you think about when you sit and you watch television or you're listening to the radio and ads come on, you know, they're engaging, they connect with some kind of motive response mm. and that's where your buy-in comes from. And um, so I think from a resume perspective, you know, visually making it engaging and making it a mm. little bit more than just a black and white piece of paper with some text on it is important. It can show, it can, you know, let you show a little bit of flair and personality in the way that you present that, but also being focused around your achievements. And so when we're looking at, you know, how do you compare to the next person? Because basically that's what the recruitment process is. It's a comparison of candidates. How do you compare? Well, the expectation is that if you've done that job for a number of years, you know, you probably can do the duties and responsibilities, but how will you stand apart and why will you be the best person for mm. organization? And I think that really does have to come back to aligning your achievements in your roles to the expectation for that new position and then being able to articulate that in a mm. really clear and concise manner. Yeah, 100%. And uh that's that's so so key if anyone's listening to this uh, those two comments that these ladies made around resumes and uh how you can creatively portray that what needs to be in it uh is really important and you're you're right Jane you know every day we're coming across brands but we fear turning ourselves into a brand because what does that mean about us you know we don't want to be a product but in reality that's and this is something that I've picked up quite recently there's a lot of conversation around this is actually what you've got in this day and age where uh, there's so many visual representations of ourselves available. There's so many ways to put yourself out on video and to be uh, in social media and things like that, that really your personal brand and your story. So, you know, where you've got, how you've come to be who you are is all you've got. So really you want to capitalize on that, right? Because... <laughs> Otherwise, you are going to start to blend into the landscape. And uh, I would say our bullshit meter is getting very strong too. And yeah. we can start to um, see through a lot of the same saying. So I'm super passionate and I know you both ladies are around how can we swing these opportunities in your favor and and what does that look like? And maybe that is going that next that next level deep, uh, next level deeper with your brand. One thing I wanted to pick up on very quickly is this uh, topic of soft skills. For anyone out there listening that might not be familiar with this term, we are throwing around a few different terms today. Would one of you like to jump in and tell me what soft skills are? Yeah, uh, yeah, so I would define soft skills as, as personal 
characteristics or attributes that enable you to effectively work with other people, um, harmoniously work with other people as well. It's, um, it's really your interpersonal uh, skills. So uh, that could be anything from communication skills. It could be your work ethic, it could be how adaptable you are um, in the workplace when um, perhaps decisions are made and, and situations situation shift. Could also be teamwork, leadership skills as well. Yeah, I agree, Harriet. It's the, the people skills, social skills, communication skills, those things that you can't necessarily tangibly assess, mm. but that when people engage with you and interact with you, um, it, they're the things that support your ability to be able to do your job mm. well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so something that, a word that came up a lot in our recent career salon conversation was this word of confidence. Mm. It was this word confidence and many of the women expressing that they would like to have more confidence to articulate themselves. And I certainly ha have a lot of experience with this personally. Uh, you know, I think um, sometimes we have certain experiences throughout our career journey, maybe earlier in our life, in our teenage years that can really knock our confidence mm. and we can hold on to those things. Mm. Uh, but we're really looking to make a stand for these women and help them to be able to shift some of those things that they can not have to hold on to that anymore and really step into their own power uh, and be these confident amazing women that we know they are confidence again you can have your own brand of confidence I think is one thing I would say um, but I would love to know from either of you where do you think confidence comes from what what shapes it how can we work on it any specific tools that that either of you would say have helped you both or that you used to help your candidates, uh, particularly Jade? Yes. For me, confidence um, has been something that I um, I still honestly still struggle with. It's not it's not something that I think I have under wraps or you know that I'm an expert on, on how to be confident. I think confidence for me will be uh, journey that continues um, but one of the things that I do share with my candidates in terms of um, preparing them because obviously going into an interview and having to sell yourself in front of people in a face-to-face -face capacity can be very daunting um, and so one of the things that I do share with um, my candidates around confidence is preparation so if you are prepared and you have done everything that you possibly can to make sure that you have all of the information you need to feel informed um, to be across your you know own skills and experience then that preparation piece does wonders for overcoming the nerves that sometimes mm. get in the way of um, coming across as confident. I think, uh, you know, it, it, every time a candidate of mine has an interview, I send them like a little text message, you know, half an hour before their interview, mm. them good luck and telling them to don't forget to take a deep breath before they, you know, walk into that interview room. I think that kind of, you know, two feet on the ground, grounding yourself, having a deep breath, knowing that there's a reason that you've made it to the point that you have um, does wonders to make people feel like 
yeah, I deserve to be here and yes, I deserve to um, share my story and share my skills and experience and be considered for a role. Um, I think that for me, it's a little bit of like taking my own advice, um, you know, knowing that with the time and effort that I've dedicated to the career that I have built for myself means that I have expertise. And that's, that's you know, that's a new kind of message for me to, <laughs> to have learned is that I do actually know, um, you know, I do have things to share. I do have information and advice and insights that other people might not necessarily mm. have access to. And I think that for me, that confidence piece just comes from a real genuine wanting to share with other people. And so I, my style is not too kind of flamboyant or, or big or in your face. Mine's still very considered and quiet and careful, but um yeah, for me, it has come from appreciating and accepting that um, I do have things to share and that that can be helpful to others. And at the end of the day, that's all I want is to help other people. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that, Jade, that that confidence can look different for everyone. And it's ensuring that that's authentic to you, isn't yeah, that's it? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, echoing what Jade uh, said, you know, I, I think preparation is is huge in any, any situation uh, in terms of fueling confidence, but it comes back to knowing your worth again. And it's, um, it is all interconnected, isn't it? That um, personal brand confidence, but um, knowing that you're unique and you have a lot to offer is, um, you know, it's so easy just to think, oh yeah, read that on a Lorna Jane shirt and that's fine. But it's actually true <laughs> and um, that you've got to unpack that and what that means for you. Uh, also being educated. So, um, you know, as Jade mentioned, preparation, but be educated about what you're entitled to. Um, so again, you know, our sweet spot is, is work and, and the workplace. So knowing um, in a particular organisation, being familiar with your award, being familiar about um, how much leeway you have with decisions that you're making, um, uh, having good relationships uh, with those around you and people that you can go to for assistance as well. So capitalising on the resources that are available to you and uh, yeah, utilising them to the fullest extent only result in confidence yeah amazing I love that and especially I've certainly seen in myself having had times of not having so much confidence and mm. having that knocked that you've really just got to get back up on the horse or get back mm. on your bike <laughs> mm. because even with all the practice and uh, preparation it doesn't mean that you're going to win or that you're going to uh, nail it every time. Mm -hmm. And I would say that if anything, uh, to quote Brene Brown, you know, the more often that you put yourself in the arena for the experience, uh, the more you're going to learn from that. Get, mm -hmm. And getting feedback too, being able to get feedback from uh, whether it be someone that you're interviewing, whether it be the company that you're applying for, whether it be people on your team, whoever it looks like, mm. uh, being able to take feedback and use it mm. and being able to hear what that person's telling you is mm. also a really important skill as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And over time, not seeing that as, uh, you know, you're wrong or you did a bad job, but hey, there's 
if I capitalize on this one little thing, who knows what could happen next time. Mm. Um, I think yeah. like any skill, it's, you know, the, the practicing of it means that you get better in time. And so even if you just look at every opportunity to flex that muscle, to, you know, give it a go and, um, you know, even if it doesn't come with the result that you hope for in the end, it still has been an opportunity to practice. Mm. Yeah. That's something I'm really excited about with, the business of you workshop is that we are going to give these women the opportunity to clarify some of this messaging, but also practice it in real time. Mm. It can be really easy for you to sit and write a resume and, you know, do all the stuff behind the scenes, but being able to balance that with then being in conversation with people and sharing. And sometimes that alone can help you clarify your unique value proposition as well. Mm. Uh, so I would really encourage people to do that. I always say, make sure you share your goals because once you share your goal, suddenly everybody's going to get on board with that. Who knows who they know? And it just starts to unfold from there. So when we get into that practice of being able to share who we are, what we stand for, and when you do that authentically, people are going to, magnetized to you as well I think we have such a fear of what other people are going to think about us when we share and when we share with enthusiasm but actually I don't know about you ladies but when I meet someone and they enthusiastically share what they love or their business or what they stand for it's like I want to be friends with this person you know yeah yeah Yeah, contagious following on from gaining the confidence. I would love to know either in your own experience or what you see around you. It might be friends, family, it might be your candidates, team. Why do you think we do have such a fear of selling ourselves? And and even if you want to share a little nugget of wisdom around getting over that fear, I know that we've talked about practice and preparation. But yeah, why do you think that fear comes up for us, especially especially as women? Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be appropriate to the setting. I think that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned. You know, I'm not walking around 24-7 self-promoting. I'm not. <laughs> and, and if someone was doing that, I would be completely irritated by them. Uh, you know, it's got to be appropriate to who your goals and to who you are, you know. So uh, while I might switch it on at work and for workplace conversations and, you know, in certain settings, um, it allows me to be more authentic and, and be more at peace with, with doing it, uh, as well. And, and I think, um, oh, you know, it is, it is the tall poppy syndrome that we refer to commonly in Australia as well. You know, people put themselves out there and you become vulnerable doing that. So, uh, again, uh, for me, it's around right place, right time, and there's safety then in, in doing that. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a tricky one and, and I'm still learning, but yeah, I mean, as, as women, um, you know, looking at workplace data and looking at, um, you know, there's still so many, um, areas in which we're just not, um, at our full potential in terms of even, you know, looking at, I think it's, there's some crazy statistic around women who are aged between 30 and 40 and just the underrepresentation in leadership positions in the workplace. It's ridiculous, you know. So uh, there's some cultural barriers that we need to overcome as well. We need to stop accepting that uh, this isn't for me. I'm going to self-eliminate. I'm going to opt out. Uh, there are 
many opportunities that we can reach and um, we just need to find our voice in the right settings and uh, again develop our confidence in in being educated knowing what we're asking for and going uh straightforward yeah yeah beautiful for me um i think that one of my motivators for a long time was around kind of fear of failure and so all of my actions were really driven by this expectation of you know perfectionism and if it wasn't perfect then I couldn't put it out there because then I, mm. I mean I'd got it wrong um, and so uh, it's taken I think probably the last five years I, I became aware of it and have done a lot of work around making sure that I um, understand where that kind of limiting belief mm. to was coming from um, and I've done a lot of work to put my like to push myself and to do things that I would otherwise and I still feel that you know that that pit in your stomach where you're like no I can't do it because it's not perfect so like pushing pushing myself to um to go that's okay and I'm gonna do it anyway because this is going to be an opportunity for development mm. I still have uh, a you know massive fear of selling myself, and it's something that um, you know I think the longer that I focus on it, the better I get. But mm. um, I think I agree with you, Harry. It's the place and the time piece. You mm. know, I I know that I have value, and so I kind of have always taken the approach that if someone needs it then you know the universe will bring us together <laughs> and I'll have the opportunity you know to share at that stage but um you know the very very real uh, reality of running a business is that you have to sell yourself because otherwise how will people know what you're capable of doing they're not just gonna you know um find you by osmosis <laughs> so I've had to get pretty good at um making sure I think what, I, what, what I've done is rather than you know, standing on my kind of soapbox and yelling out to the world, I'm so fantastic and, you know, this is why you should come and use me. I've tried to reposition kind of how I've thought about it in my mm. mind, more so being um, what is the experience that other people have had and did they see mm. value in it? And if they did, then then obviously someone else will also see value in it. So shifting that kind of selling mentality to sharing value mm. um, was really pivotal for me to kind of shift that mindset and maybe not be so scared about putting myself out there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, they're both really great contributions to this conversation. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited that if you're listening to this, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, but just realize that, taking on some of this advice that these women are giving you, you have the potential to create this cultural shift that certainly in Australia, New Zealand, uh, where I'm originally from, that cultural shift starts with each individual. And when each individual steps up and makes those changes, that's collectively what's going to create what we want because it's easy to go, oh, the stats are saying this and with there's no hope for change and waiting for the, the female prime minister or president to come into power and then maybe there'll be a change. But realizing that starting with you, the one small contribution that you can make to this conversation to uh, put yourself out there whilst it may be uncomfortable initially, but you have amazing value to add. Mm. 
to wherever you show up in the world, whether that be in your workplace, which is where we're particularly passionate, your business, the services you offer. It can be the way that you behave in your relationships as well. So Mm. this is all communication as well at the end of the day. Yeah. Thank you to both of you for your time today and adding some real value as well to the community that that's slowly building with the True to You podcast. Uh, I really hope that, like I said, that people take something small and action it in their lives after today. And if you're based in Newcastle and you're listening to this and you're thinking, I would love to come to this workshop. I want to hang out with these ladies for a morning. (laughs) I need them on my team. (laughs) (laughs) We would love to have you there and I'll make sure that the details to get your tickets are in the show notes. So once again, thank you, ladies. Thank you, Ruby. Thanks. You have everything you need to create the change you desire. All you need to do is see the possibility. Hey there, if I could say this one sentence to your face right now, would you believe me? Pages of Possibility is a daily journaling practice and it is the very thing that allowed me to believe those words more than anything. So before you go, my love, I want to make sure that you get your hands on this super simple tool. If you're feeling a little stuck about your work, your career or a dream you have, Pages of Possibility has the power to get you unstuck in minutes. With every small action you complete from your journal, your confidence grows tenfold. You attract new opportunities and you have the support you need to make the change happen. Be the woman who moves towards her dreams. Download your free Pages of Possibility journal by heading to rubymarsh.com right now.